Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, so 
talking about that subject, a lot of people, a lot of people, they they like to say it, but they don't like to dig into it. Forgiveness. <laughs> no, yes. we, uh, we always talk about oh oh oh, just forgive them, forgive them, and it it's not what they say. It's not for them. It's for you. It's for you to feel better. And they and, and a lot of people don't tell you how to do it. They just say they just say do it. And then some people don't want to hear that at all because you ain't done me wrong. And then uh, I want to tell you how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a powerful word. Um, however, it is also one of those things that is easily said than done. I and I think when I, people talk about forgiveness the thought of the forgiveness that we receive daily from God never crosses people's minds. And if it does, it's very slim to none. Um, uh, I, I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, the Bible says we must forgive. If we don't, it's a sin. How do we expect for God to forgive us for our day-to-day sins and our um, lack of, but we won't forgive others um, for their day-to-day sins and uh, whatever wrongdoing they did? either to us or, you know, pertaining to us or maybe not even directly to us but someone else. So I think when we say um, we should forgive or forget, that that's a cliche because it's hard to do you, you, either one. You don't forgive nor do you forget. And then if you do forgive, you don't forget, so you bring it back up. And did you really forgive in the first place? Now, let me tell you, I I did my research on this forgiveness thing, right? And, <laughs> you know, I had, to, I had to dig in. And just as you said, um, what you say, forgive and forget, what I yes. wanted to uh, say was that is nowhere in the scriptures. Amen. That is, <laughs> so when you said, so when you said it's cliche, it is. That's a cliche. Yeah. That's just, uh, you know, I under and so they broke it down to like, okay, this is, you know, this is where you get it from because they basically like saying, you know, forgive, you know, when they they saying forgive, like, you know, let it go, you know, let it go, right. don't worry about it. And when they saying forget, they trying to show you the model of being like God to say, you know, like, I remember your sins no more from the east as far as to the west, or I'm not going to hold it against you. It, You know, it's like you have a clean slate. But right. what people, but the scripture also tell us that we ought to be shrewd like snakes, but gentle as a dove, meaning you can't, I can, I can forget, I can let it go. But you can't be upset with me if I'm a little shrewd because I don't trust you because you haven't given me you you haven't you broke the trust you haven't given me any reason to think that you're going to change your behavior or you're going to do something different because a lot of times my favorite thing I like to say is there are a lot of repeat offenders there are people that continue to do certain things over and over. And, and and just think like, well, you're supposed to forgive me. You're supposed to forgive me. You're supposed to forgive me. And it's like, forgive and forget. That's true. And with that, though, we expect for God to forgive us for the same things that we do over and over 
and over and over again. We expect for God to say, okay, I forgive you. Okay, I forgive you. We repent. Okay, I forgive you. We do it again. So, and, and you know, this this was a deep because I had a good conversation at work about this. How is mm-hmm. it that we expect for God to say, okay, I forgive you when we repent for our sins that we repeatedly do? It might be one. Maybe all of us don't do the same one repeatedly, but there's something that we sin, that we do with, that's within sin, and we're going to God asking for forgiveness every time we do it. And then us as yes. in, the, in the flesh expect for, and, I, you know, just kind of like what you said, it repeat offenders. You continually to keep lying on me or you continue to keep stealing from me or you continue to keep cheating on me or, you know, whatever that sin may be, we're mm-hmm. expected by God to forgive, but in our actuality, we don't. Or we hold it against them. We might forget about it or forgive it or whatever the case may be. But we, like you said, don't be mad if I'm shrewd towards you. But what if God did the same thing to us? What if he was shrewd towards us? Well, I forgive you for lying. I forgive you for stealing and cheating. I forgive you for breaking my commandments. But I'm going to treat you a little bit different than I did before because you're a repeat offender. Well, sometimes... God don't he his he's sovereign so he can do what he wants. But the That's thing true. about it is he don't he don't always answer what we need because you know in the, in the end he know he knows what's best. But sometimes God requires things God requires things from you. Right. And a lot a lot of times we see God working more in our life when we have truly repented. Meaning, like we have our, our heart, our heart has changed, our mind has changed, our posture towards Him has changed, and He's a little quicker, He's a little closer sometimes, and sometimes He do have to step, you know. And, and we can't say He don't act funny because the Word tells us He's a jealous God, and you know, jealous people tend to be like, mm, "How dare you know?" In the sense of like, "How dare you?" So I'm not going to yeah. say he acts, you know, and I ain't going to say he acts funny because he chose and he chose where, when. And he also, sometimes he also don't answer our prayers because he knows that that would cause us some harm in the end. But sometimes we can't say that he don't, he don't, um, he don't act funny because you know when his presence leaves you, you know when he has left you. That's That's true. But he does require for us to forgive. Um, he says yes. in Matthew yes, he does. 14 to 15, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others in their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So that's the requirement of us is to forgive. Yes. Right, it is as hard as it is, <laughs> as hard as it is, when somebody does you wrong or does wrong against you, um, it is extremely difficult. I'm just speaking on personal experience. There has been times where it was extremely difficult for me to forgive an individual that done me wrong or that did wrong towards me mm-hmm. or that sinned against right. me. And, it, uh, you know, the sad part about it is when we don't forgive, you know, it's, it's God isn't pleased, 
but it, it affects us more than the person that we're mad at or more than the person that we don't want to forgive. Because, I mean, all actuality, if I'm mad at you for something that you did to me, it's affecting me more than it's affecting you because you're going to go on where well, it is what it is, whereas I'm all mad and angry and uptight about it because I feel like you did me wrong and you shouldn't have did me wrong, and now I'm consuming myself with the anger and the unforgiveness of the mm-hmm. situation. And you sleeping good at night, and I'm not. I'm tossing and turning. So it's important. Not only is it required, but it's also important for us to forgive for our own sake and sanity. Now, I I I tell you, I agree with that because um, I know, I'm gonna be honest. I was a uh, I was a grudge holder. Like I could uh, I could be mad at you for like a thousand years. If I live to be a thousand. No, really, I'm serious. I, I was a grudge holder, and one thing about that, like you said, it consumes you. Like you is, you'll find yourself mad at everybody, upset, uh, mad at everybody, and upset at everything. And your life is much peaceful when you like let it go. And my question to you is: When somebody do you wrong, are you supposed to, you know, like if you choose not to want? them to be in your life anymore like a a, a friendship or a relationship. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they do you wrong and you just like, okay, well, I can let it go. Like, I can let it go. I'm not mad at you. No love lost. If I see you in passing, you know, we're not going to, I'm not going to bust your head to the white meat on site. But as far as, like, me calling you on the phone, texting, or us going to hang out and have dinner, like, I'm cool on that. Is that right? That, well... The old me was vengeful. So I didn't hold a grudge. I just thought figured out a way how to get back at you. I was I was, was vengeful. I'm not gonna lie. I I would if you did something wrong to me, you hurt me or whatever the case may be, I spent a lot of energy trying to figure out how to get you back. How to get you back, how to make you feel the way you made me feel. Now fast forward um, to the present me, I kind of don't hold things against people as like I used to. Now it's like, okay, you did that. All right. I might forget. I will forgive you. Maybe the first time I might still interact with you to a certain extent. I might still, you know, be cordial to the best um, of my abilities. But if, as you stated, uh, like you are a repeat offender. I, I, I'm gonna cut you off. I love you. I'm gonna love you from a distance. So if I see you, I'm gonna speak. Right. I will never be rude. But I don't, we don't have no more dealings with one another. So you you are not allowed to be a repeat offender with me. And I know that's contradicted to what the words say. But I think God also gave us common sense as well. Like if I know someone is continuing to harm me or continuing to do things that is not pleasing of me then it doesn't really make sense to me to continue to interact with this individual, to continue to allow myself to have a friendship or whatever with this individual. I mean, I I just, for me personally, and I might be wrong, I just feel like that second offense, I'm done. Love you, love you from a distance, will always speak, pray for you, but I can't have no dealings with you like that. So... 
I know that there are some people who like hold a lot of resentment for like an absent parent, and like whether the mother was there, the mother was not there, or the father was not there, or they were not there, like they were totally absent, or they were not there, like the child wanted them to be, and you grow to like resent the person, like. I don't like you or I'm I'm upset with you or you start to take on like, okay, first you go through like a stage of being angry, like you're not here, I'm mad at you, and, and then you transition into a stage of maybe it's me. Something is wrong with me. Like why wouldn't you want to be here? It had to be me. And then when you have the one then you have the other one parent in your life that that is there and that is consistent. It's like you turn your resentment towards them, like blaming them in the sense of like it's something that you did. What did you do? Or, you know, like you you had to do something or you had to say something and or you keeping me away. And then you have that other parent who is like at the end of the day, the parent that's there in your life may not have had absolutely nothing to do with the the father or the mother leaving. Maybe they got abandoned too. So what do you say in that situation? That's a touchy situation. Um, <laughs> that's a regular everyday situation. <laughs> it is, and it's touchy though because every, like, yeah. personal experience, my father wasn't, in my life, my whole life. Um, mm-hmm. Him and my mom got married at a young age. You know, eventually they got divorced. Um, there was a gap in between uh, when I actually saw my dad and actually interacted with my dad on a regular basis. Um, okay. Our relationship is a lot better now as an adult than it was as a child because I had those questions. I had that resentment, I blamed him you know, for not being in my life. Um, but you know, I had to get over it. I had to, I had to, you know, I prayed about it. You know, and no matter how angry I was, or no matter how, no matter how angry I was, or no matter how, you know, frustrated I was with the situation, or no matter how many questions I had as to why, um, I knew that there was always more than one side to the story. And there been mm-hmm. some, it could have very well been some things that I probably shouldn't have known or, you know, who knows what the reason was for the absence, absentee. Um, and I'm right. not going to lie, I was very angry and, and very bitter for a very long time, even going into my adulthood, I really contribute the lack of the relationship that I have with my father to some of the bad choices that I made when it came to men because I was looking mm-hmm. for certain things in them that I desired from my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually I just had to just let it go. I had to pray about it and say, hey, the Bible says honor thy mother and thy father. There's no stipulations to that honor. It doesn't say honor thy mother and thy father except or but. You know, it's just simple. Right. I don't know that father. So I had to make a decision that despite what happened in the past or what didn't happen in the past or what I didn't have answers to, 
I had to make a decision to just kind of just let it go. Let it go, prayed about it, forgave, you know, what I could for, you know, what I knew to forgive, and just do my best to put forth an effort to try to make it better presently versus focusing on the past. Right. Well, I bring that up because in my own personal life, that was a real hump and a real struggle that I truly had to deal with with, um, mm-hmm. with my oldest son. And, like, literally having him at, you know, being pregnant at 19, you know, you, you one, you're not expecting to be pregnant. And then you think that, you know, mothers and fathers are together because my whole life my parents have been married. So uh-huh. you go, you know what I'm saying, so you go through this pregnancy and then you find yourself going through some drama and then you you know, it's time to have the baby, you know, you have the baby, some trauma during the delivery, and then there is trauma when the other parent is not there. And not not only that the other parent is just not there, now the tables have turned to where the nat, you know, you called out your name, you got, you know, you have so many uh, things keep coming at you to wound you. And all you really kind of are guilty of is, like, loving a person or mm-hmm. desiring desiring to love another person and you're not expecting, like, a child to come into the situation. And then you find yourself having to raise this child alone. And, I mean, alone, like, if you don't work, they don't eat. If you right. don't get up at night, if you don't get up at night, they won't be comforted. You know what I'm saying? If you don't take them to, you know, you're in this, you're like solo dolo, you're in this situation. And that was that was like a very hard pill to swallow. And then just with the extra agitation of the uh, court system and going through the, uh, you know, going through the courts of like child support, you know, having to like literally get less than, what you need to get, you know, every time you look up, there is a letter in the mail coming to reduce, 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 till it's like you don't even fight it anymore. It's like literally this is my responsibility and I'm going to have to do this. And so it was like my feelings toward that individual was like, I hate you because this is like, this is totally not fair. And then you hear the comments come back at you like, well, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be a mama, you know, or um, and then you hear um, what you want applause for, but, you know, again, what this is what you're supposed to do. And, I mean, I'm doing the best I can. And it's like every effort to have, you know, you, you let it go. You let that part go of, like, we're not going to ever be in a relationship, and that part is okay, but we have a child. So you do everything you can to have a, you know, keep contact and have a relationship so your child could get to know the other parent. But it's like the other parent is really the one focusing on the situation. And so it's like your child grows up in all of that. And, yes, your child desires to have that connection with both parents, like whether they in a home or not. You know, yeah, it, it you know, gaps come, thing, you know, the gaps come in holidays, 
sports events, different things come where, you know, you may not get to see one parent as much, especially if they're not in the home, but when you don't get to see them at all and you're not sure of why. So now I'm dealing with this this little bit of anger coming from my child. So it's like you get to the point where you almost don't like your child either because it's like you keep acting out. And I don't, you know, you don't want to badmouth the other person and say, like, well, you know, like, uh, um, I'm not going to say that. You don't want to badmouth the other person. And so it's like you have to, you know, constantly stay encouraging, encouraging, and it feels like you're getting all this resistance. And you just, like, get this, you get to this point of, like, when I say I hate you, like, I hate you. And it was a struggle to get to the place that I am right now. It was a real struggle because it's like all this is dumped on me, but it's okay. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. But it's like sometimes your child don't see that you got messed over in the situation too. So you you have to deal you have to deal with a lot of that, but like I said, it took a long time to get to where I am now. My son is 17 years old now. Like, it took a long time. It took a long time to just be like, okay, if the phone rings, like, hello, okay, okay, and keep it moving, it took a long time for that because it wasn't easy. Well, I mean, I I understand that, and I relate. I can relate to that um, as well. I think for me, though, um, I found myself realizing that it was just too much to consume all that energy. I mean, not forgiving and being angry yes, all the time was a was a way. Mm-hmm. It was exhausting, you know, yes. because at the end of the day, you're the one, like I said before, you're the one that's uptight, you're the one that's upset, you're the one that's angry, you're the one that's not sleeping, and they ain't the person that you're mad at or angry with um, ain't thinking nothing about the situation. They could care less. And about right, living their life. Right. So I just think that, you know, we as people, as hard as it is, and I'm not at all telling anybody that it's easy to forgive and, and move around from a situation because it's not, depending on what the situation is. But I think it is extremely important for your peace to find mm. a, a happy median and, and a middle ground in the situation, forgive it, and move on. doesn't mean that person has to say actively involved in your life, it doesn't even mean that you have to cut a person out of your life. But what it does mean is that you have to find some type of peace about whatever that situation is to be able to forgive mm-hmm. and move on um, from it. Because if not, it consumes you. If not, it becomes who you are. It takes over mm-hmm. uh, being. And then and when, it, when it gets that far, it's hard to come back, back from that. Yeah. You know, we God expects for us to be able to love one another the way that he loves us, forgive one another the way that he forgives us, you know, and then it's okay to be angry but not act in that anger. You right. know, it's okay to be frustrated but not act in that frustration. It's okay, you know, to feel a certain kind of way for a little while, maybe even standoffish for a little while, but as it is required of us to get over it in a sense of the matter of we have to forgive Enough to say, okay, I can forgive you, Tina, for doing what you did to me. I can forgive right. you, Tamara, for hurting my feelings, you know, and just, you know, keep on pushing 
to the next day, you know, because the longer you hold on to it, the harder, like you like your situation, the harder it is to let go, the harder yes. it is to find peace in the situation, the harder it is to heal because another part of forgiveness is healing. You know, there is yes. definitely some healing that has to take place along with the forgiveness. It, it, they, the two have to go together. You can't have one without the other because the, the key to it is if I haven't completely healed from the scar or the wound, I can't forgive you anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. And I think what um what like what you're saying, there are some things that occur in your life that really, really wound you. Yes. And like you said, you have to you have to get to a place of healing before you really can forgive. Like I had to get to a place where I was like when it got easier for me and I was able to it it, it got a little easier when I was able to handle the situation. Like when okay. you were in, in those moments of, you know, it's like when you were in those moments of distress, like you don't know, you know, you don't have no money, you don't know where the pamphlet's going to come from. All of that, like you say, that come right back to that negative energy. It come right back to you, and you could like just like, well, if you hadn't, and you shoulda, and, and you know, you go to you go to blaming, you know, you have to, like you say, you have to look at yourself. And you have to take responsibility. You know, in my situation, it was a, it was a, some accountability that had to be taken on my part. Not right. all situations, okay. not all situations like you did something to bring that upon you. Sometimes, you know, that's just on the other person. But the important mm-hmm. thing that people need to understand about healing and forgiveness is like. If you don't forgive other people, God don't even hear you when you pray. And that's the truth right there. He don't, you know. He, you know, he, he's not listening to you. And and it's because it's like you come into him dirty, you know, like you like you said before, like he have to continually forgive us. We we sometimes we 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 are repeat offenders because. The scripture wouldn't tell us that we all sin and fall short of the glory, um, that we have to repent, come before him, so he could wipe our sins away. And in his time, he'll send a refreshing. Like, we wouldn't have those scriptures if that was true. So if we don't forgive, we forfeit our own blessing. And I think that's the part that is not being said. That's that's what we're that's what we're missing because if you knew that you was blocking your blessings by being angry at such and such, you wouldn't be angry at such and such that long. Yeah, that's I know that's the truth right here. The forgiveness is just such a oh my goodness. It's it's a it's a powerful word that has so many um lifelines attached to it. If you will, yeah. Um, I, I talked about healing. You know, forgiveness has a has healing um, attached to it. Forgiveness, in my opinion, has peace attached to it. You know, forgiveness mm-hmm. um, has understanding. Uh, forgiveness has communication attached to it. Um, there are so many different windows um, to forgiveness. And 
the flesh it's of benefit. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say windows. I would say benefit. Well, benefits because you, but you got to be. I guess for that is you got to be able to receive or be mm-hmm. open to receiving yes. whatever it is. Okay, I'm sitting at sitting. I'm sitting in the house and I'm looking out my window, and I'm talking about. I can see the the, the trees blowing, and you know I can see the beautiful nature of the outside, but if I never open up the window, do I ever feel it? True. If, if, I, if right. I never allow myself to go outside of the house, and I so in this, in this metaphor, if I never allow myself to step outside of the pain, step outside of the wrongdoing, step outside of, you know, whatever, the sin mm-hmm. that was brought against me, how do I put myself in a position to feel the, the 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 healing that's attached to the forgiveness, to feel, you know, to, to be able to communicate to the person that either I either hurt or that hurt me. Um, mm-hmm. The peace of mind, you know, because sometimes people do things to you, one, and they don't, maybe they don't realize what they've done. Maybe they don't realize the magnitude of what they've done. You know, and sometimes when we shut people out, right. we decide we're not going to talk to them anymore about something that they've done or said. Sometimes people honestly just don't know what they've done or said. Now, that's, that's not true. in all cases. But in that's some true. cases, people just truly don't know that they have committed a sin against you, that they have done something to hurt you or cause you harm, so they don't understand why you mad. They don't understand why you won't talk to them no more. They don't understand what they did. That's true. Had that's true. But that's why I said forgiveness is also tied to communication because if I don't communicate with you, Minister um, Tina, about how I'm feeling, how do you know? True. I, you know, let me tell you something. I, I agree. I agree totally. I agree totally with that. And I and and I say it also because, uh, and, and you know, you have to admit you you know when when you get convicted, you have to admit yes. I'm I'm you know I like and I'll tell you, I'm be honest I'm convicted right now, and the reason why is because what I tell you when I tell you I'm the shut off queen, I block you, <laughs> I block block you on Facebook, I block you out of my phone, I will walk past you like you don't exist. And I said I would because I had to learn that that was a maturity issue. Yes. That's a maturity issue. That is a maturity issue. And sometimes it's not, you know, when you it, it, when you angry at a person and you shut, like you say, you don't communicate with them and you you don't you shut them out. Sometimes isn't. Uh, so I'll just say it like this: I had a situation a personal situation to go on. And it just seemed like all the people that were connected to me were connected to this person. And 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 no matter like at the end of the day it's like, okay, like I'm I'm fed up. This is just entirely too much. I need to move around. But the people constantly around like, no, 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 you know, I'll forgive, forgive. They keep saying this, but it's like you don't really know what I'm going through, and you don't really know what I'm dealing with. And sometimes you need to take a break so that, like you said, so you can heal, so you can understand. 
because sometimes there is a mess in, in in the situation. Sometimes that comes to wound us. There is a message in that, and usually the message in that is that God is drawing you, like He's drawing you, because it says He's close to the to the broken the brokenhearted and the contrite spirit, like. He's 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 trying to get something. He's trying to do something, or he's trying to pour into you, talk to you. So things happen where it causes you to get close to him. But I had to block these. I had to kind of block these people out because it's like they 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 were annoying. It was like they were annoying. They were like a constant reminder of like I can't talk to anyone. Like you know, really be able to express my feelings. Like, I can't talk to anyone but God in this situation. And sometimes you want to get you want to get a little feedback. And it's not so much that you want someone on your side. It's just like, I just want somebody just to understand. And when they wouldn't understand, you know, and knowing that they wouldn't understand, I shut them out. And I like I said I also I also learned a little bit that that's like a that's like a maturity issue but I can truly say even as even as a woman of God still human like something there is still a struggle with It's a you know it's a it's it's a process I mean it's 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 constant I, what I like about God is that it's constant growth it is seasons and 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 I I am truly in the season of my life of forgiving and letting go, like having you know really like literally letting go, and being able to be cordial with people to like even if I walk past you I could say hi because there are some things that even have occurred in my family that's like you know what y'all could take my name off the family tree I don't want no parts of this you know but. <laughs> I'm I'm so serious. But just in this in this season right now I've been in a quiet season. In this season, like you're saying, I had to be able I had to get I had to steal away. What they say, steal away to Jesus. I had to steal away so that my heart could be mended. Because it was shattered like in I don't even thousand is is not even the number. My heart was shattered in pieces. That I, I had to steal away. And I couldn't, and, and it was, no, and it was like no words to it. It was no way to have a. It was. I'm gonna say it still has been no way to really still sit down without it getting out of hand. Okay. 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 That's that's, that's hey, that's transparency though, and that's good. Um, that but it's real. It's real. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Let me. Any callers want to chime me, in or give their give their stories of forgiveness or what they think? Um, the okay, hold on. How they feel about forgiveness? No, we don't have any callers right now that have anything, any input. Okay, I was like I said, I did some research on forgiveness and um the importance of forgiveness. And I ran across this this um article that talked about the steps in forgiving others. Um mm-hmm. and some of the things that they gave as examples or some of the steps that they gave um at 
about extending and receiving forgiveness. The first step was mm-hmm. recognize and cause sin what God caused it. Be specific and thorough. Remember that forgiveness is not excusing and approving of the inappropriate behavior or saying that an offense isn't important, but be honest with yourself and recognize your emotional response. You may feel angry, mm-hmm. sad, let down, or even disappointed. It is wrong to have emotion. It isn't wrong to have emotions. They are natural. It's what you do with your emotions that can be simple. Make sure there is no offensive way in you. Um, the scripture is Psalms 139, 23, 24. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is an mm-hmm. any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So that was one of the things that they talked about, and it kind of goes a little more in detail um, about um, mm-hmm. the basic steps towards extending and receiving forgiveness. Another one was share with God honestly and let him heal you. Tell God what happened to you and how you feel. Look at his evaluations of the situation. Focus on him and his faithfulness. Spend time with him and let him restore where sin has destroyed. Forgiveness releases God's divine healing power. And that was Psalms 30 and 2. Oh, Lord, my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. So I was looking at that, um, and it was like, wow, that's, that's true, though. You know, and then the last one that really stood out, and it's something that I had to, um, it took me a long time. I had some similar situations that you had um, in my life that, made me hold on to um, things that were done against me and to me, um, things that angered me and I held on. Uh, I won't even say I held on to grudge. Like I said, I was a, I'm a, I, I used to be a very vengeful person. Mm-hmm. But the last one was set the offender free, understanding that it is a process. Declare forgiveness. Say, I forgive such and such for the offense. Don't say, I want to forgive. It takes time to go through the process of forgiveness. The hurt can come up at different times, and we must choose to forgive again. It doesn't mean we automatically forget the offense. And then Ephesians 4 and 32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So that was big. Set the offender free. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when I read that, I was like, what you mean set the offender free? They offended me. Why? I got to set them free. But reading it and researching it more, it makes a lot of sense because, like I said, we spend so much energy on mm-hmm. what that individual did to us, and and we it's wasted energy. We can, we can channel that energy into something else and forgive the offender. It makes it a little bit easier to go on, to forgive, to even forget about it eventually, even though it might be in the back of your mind. But as I mentioned before, it's a process to it. You talked about your son and his father and the things that you went through with him. You had to go through that process to forgive, to eventually forget about yes. it um, because that was something that was hurtful to you. And a lot of times when we are hurt and forgiveness comes into play, it's really the people that do it are the ones either one you least expected 
to do, mm-hmm. or two, the, the offense is so, uh, man, outlandish. Like the the, the the offense towards you, you'd be like, dang, really? Is that what you thought about me, or is that how you really feel? That it was so easy for you to be able to offend me in that manner. Whatever it might be, whatever you think um, the worst offense could be towards you, and you the, mm-hmm. the last person on earth, that you would expect to commit that offense. I think hurt sets in for a long time. And then once you come from the hurt stage, then you go to the angry stage. Mm-hmm. And then, then it's like, okay, from, then that, from the angry stage, you go to the, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. You know, it, it, you're stuck on the, this didn't happen to me. Like, this is, why did this happen to me? Why did this person do this to right. me? Why, you know, what did, what did I do? to deserve this, you know, was it something that I did or something that I said. Then we start blaming ourselves for the acts that was committed against us as if we really had control over what this individual did or what they said or even how they did it or how they said it. We play the blame game. So it's a back and forth situation. Like you said, mm-hmm. the, that offense comes up at different times. You might not even be thinking about what happened. If something could come on TV that can remind you about it. Or something that mm-hmm. on the radio that reminds you about it. Or you might see something that reminds you of the situation. Or you might hear something. something. So I get it. Something. I I wish I even went to a point where sometimes I was just having a bad day and I would just say something crazy to him because I want him to have a bad day too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and at the end of the day, like I said, it's a maturity issue, and. It's, it's just because, the you know, oh, the things that can happen to you in your life could be very hurtful because it's not like, it's not so much like that situation. It's like when you, even when you grow up and I would say sometimes my mother and I were like oil and water, like I love her. Like she, that's my, that's my dog, as they say, that's my dog. But I, you know, that's my that's my that's my friend like that is my rock, but a lot of times when I was coming up, we were like oil and water, so we couldn't really communicate. So some things you couldn't really get a lot of understanding on. So you carry that with you. Then you have other situations that happen to you, um, you know, like that particular situation, you know, that particular situation with the child. Then you deal with relationships with like friends. You have friends to betray you or, you know, most of the time you stop being somebody's friend because they betrayed you. So you deal with right. betrayal with friends. You you deal with different you deal with different issues. And it's just like, you know what, this is too much. But when you say, like, you set the other person free, there it really is uh, life and death in the power of our tongue. And when we, like, constantly talk negative on, uh, on a person or on a situation, like you said, give it energy, we don't know that sometimes we are we are like speaking bad over them, and sometimes you know that the one thing that'll probably make them you know you walk past a person and like maybe the one thing that will make them probably feel good in their life is that at least you smiled and said hello because sometimes they are remorseful for the things that they did because like. You don't know why, like you said, you don't know why they did what they did. It could have been out of fear. It could have been out of misinformation. It could be a lot of reasons. And 
sometimes they on their heart they think like, man, I should have never done that to Tina or I should have never done that to Tamara or I should have never, you know, I just really shouldn't have done that period because it wasn't right. And when you just like walk past and you're still angry and angry and angry and angry, that person needs some relief, really. They need right. to know that like, can we, you know what I'm saying? They need to know a little bit like, okay, can we move forward from here? Can we, can we move, can we just, can we stop going back to like right now at 17 years old? We shouldn't have to go all the way back to the emergency room every time we talk. True. We shouldn't have to go, we shouldn't have to go, you know what I'm saying? We shouldn't have to go back to 1999 in the hospital, The uh, you know, the day he was born. Every time we talk, we shouldn't have to go back there. And I know, um, I would say right right now at this present moment, it's probably not the best communication setup, but we can we can actually hold a conversation. When at one point we couldn't talk without like just him yelling, I'm yelling. But we've got to the point where we can we can have a civilized conversation. And I and I'll just say for that, thank you, Jesus. And let's move on. You know what I'm saying? Overall, like, let's move on. Because this boy about to be going to college and living, you know, going out and living his life. And we still right. argue. We we can still go all, you know what I'm saying? We could still go all the way back to the emergency room. Are you serious? We need to, let's, let's grow up. Let, let's grow up. You know, what's done is done. You can't take it back. He all right. Let's move on. You sometimes, setting, go ahead. Sometimes taking the higher role or being the bigger person is more difficult than we want. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we want to be petty. We want to be petty. And we want to be natural. We want to be, you know, we, we want to make you feel the way we feel. We want to transfer the emotion and the energy. But mm-hmm. I found that you know, in my life and going through some things and, and dealing with some things and, and trying to make, you know, and eventually making peace with certain things, I find it kind of funny because it's like when I look at it now, I'll be like, it, it's a, it was, I laugh. Like, man, that was such a waste of my time. It's such a waste of my energy. Like, mm-hmm. who cares? I look at where I am in life and, you know, the, the things that I'm doing, the things that I've accomplished or whatever the case may be. Who lost was it? One mine, your fault, <laughs> you know, because I am very connected to God and very highly favored, and your, mm-hmm. your badge, you missed out. You know, and I'm not just talking about relationships <laughs> with a male. I'm Speak. just talking about friendships that's died. I'm talking about period. people period. that I come in contact with, just period. Like, I feel like I'm a phenomenal woman and a phenomenal person and a phenomenal friend. And if you had an opportunity at some point in my life to be connected to me and you messed it up, uh, shame on you. <laughs> That's not how I feel about it now. Come on, Tamara. Yes, that's the way I feel about it now. Like, I don't, like you said, it's maturity and it's growing up, you know, and it's just realizing that that's your loss. Like, really recognizing and knowing who we are, you know, and who we represent and where we come from and, like, I ain't got to take your mess just because you think I'm supposed to or because you feel like right. I don't have a choice. No, I have a choice. I can love you from a distance. I can 
you know, think about or reminisce about and what I can used even to re- be. So I can respect you from a distance, too. Yes, like I don't have to be, but I, I do it because I think highly of myself and I think highly of who I am as a child of God and mm-hmm. as a woman of God, as Amen. a mother and a wife. I, I don't, if, if you're not in my life anymore because of some things that happened, whether I was at fault or you was at fault and we were not able to make amends and move forward, hey, whose loss is it? I don't even lose the You know, I sleep very well at night. Amen. But, you know, when you said taking the higher road is not easy, I was raised like that. Like, my dad, like, I used to get so mad at him because he would just be like, oh, you got to be the bigger person, you know, take the higher road, take the higher road. And it's like, Daddy, shut up. You know, like, I don't want to hear that. You know, why you keep, you know, like, for real, Daddy, why you keep saying that? You know, and no, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say this, but the blessing for me in that whole situation of forgiveness, when I was truly able to just let it go and just say, you know what, God have me. Every time that I have needed and wanted and I didn't get it from man, when I cried out to him, he gave it to me. So I got on my knees and I said, Lord, forgive me for making a poor decision. Mm-hmm. And, and and I even had to forgive him. You know, when I say accountability is in there, I had to become accountable that you, first of all, it's some things you shouldn't be doing in the first place. And these, you know, some of these things when you say the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And it's like some of these things like cause a lights out situation. Some, you know, mm-hmm. some sins, and 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 death is is not always just you know being buried, going in the grave. It's like that situation is dead because it wasn't right. that wasn't that wasn't the plan I had for you anyway. It's dead. Now you have to right. move on. And so I had to forgive myself of fornication. Like, oh, you know, Tina, you gotta, you gotta make better decisions. And when I got on my knees and I asked God to forgive me, and like you said, uh, in the steps, when it was like, you know, tell him how you, tell him how you feel. Like I had to get real with him and tell him how I felt. And no, I wasn't praying a problem. I was, I poured out my heart. And when I felt his power, when I felt the healing come to me, that I was okay, and I knew that. Me and him, it was like, okay, we got that connection. You know, Abba, I have I have that relationship with you that I need. And you answer, when I was able to let set that man free, another man walked in my life. And we had our ups and downs and everything, but when I tell you that my son was loved and, and, and never went without, Seeing a seeing a man or having a man there, a man he could depend on, a man he could call, a blessing a blessing came to me from setting another person free. It's, and that's always the case when we release the things that God is trying to take us from. Because sometimes we hold on to stuff longer than we should, and when we mm-hmm. finally release it, there's always a blessing behind it. I you know I was writing. I do know I do my writing. We talk about that all the time. But I was mm-hmm. talking about the healing, the healing power of forgiveness. Is that if we can find forgiveness in our hearts for those who have caused us hurt and injury, we will rise to a higher level of self-esteem and well-being. 
So one, mm-hmm. you think highly, you think more of yourself. Your self-esteem rises. But then you're also okay. You was able to say, I'm all right. Okay, God. It took me a while. Right, I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm all right. Like, that situation didn't kill me. You know, and I really do believe that. And some people say it's a cliche statement, but I really do believe what don't kill you will definitely make, make you stronger. stronger. And it definitely will open up your eyes to who you are as a person and what you are truly capable of of handling when you go through different adversities of life. Forgiveness is something I'm pretty sure that 99% of us struggle with. Uh, I'm pretty sure forgiveness is something that everybody battles with on a day-to-day basis because you try to figure out how do I move past this situation and still stay true to myself without falling into right. the traps of the emotions that you're feeling because of what happened in the situation. Because, again, we fight our flesh daily. Your flesh wants to act out from the hurt and the, yes. and the offense. But God says no. Like, sometimes when fighting that battle, we have to assess the situation and say, how much am I willing, how much more? am I willing to lose by holding on to this situation? True. And it, it and it's, it's true for, um, it, that's so true even in friendships. Like, yeah. um, when I, oh, I, I don't even want to talk about that, but I'll just say I had a friendship that, that uh, went away for, um, like, 15 years, like a, a literally 15-year separation from this person. And we and I say we would, like, stick it, we, we would close together like glue. Yeah. And, oh, my goodness. But when we were, you know, I thank God today that we were able to reconcile. And it's, um, I would say the relationship is probably not, not as close, like, we talk every day, we dress alike, we wear our hair alike, we go by the same shoes and, you know, like 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 that. But being able to just be free, just to be able to be free of it and, and free the person of that, of that anger, you know, of that anger, that frustration and that negative energy. I have, I was blessed to have some great friends, uh, definitely. And with, uh, and that wasn't the only friendship that you know you fall out of but even even like losing losing some of those people the lesson in that you know you learn the lessons that you're supposed to learn from it and then you move on and he allows other people to come in your life he really does because to truly say like um like within my marriage a lot of times you know you know you go through you go through difficult situations and I can say now the Lord has blessed me with people that will will pray for my, you know, that speak life into me, speak life into my situation, and not just want to sit on the other end of the phone and just like, oh, girl, what happened? What? You know, just like, you know, they just want to get the get the dirt and talk and help and what they what my husband say help you talk. They want to help you talk negative and help you talk down, uh, but they don't they don't want to lift you up and build you up. So I'm so thankful now to have friends who like, look, you don't even have to tell me what happened. Let's pray right now. Mm-hmm. Let's pray right now, and, and, and you know, let's 
let's praise the Lord. Let's 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 thank God and 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 consider the situation already done. So I'm more thankful now of kind of losing them old friends and gaining better ones. And it's not that I don't love those people any less. I, I love them, but that season was up. Okay. And sometimes you have to, you know, sometimes you got to recognize even when, like, like you said, a season it, it, it it's, it's over with. You have to let it go. You 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 can't you can't hold on to it because it's it's changed your whole countenance. You don't trust nobody. You don't want to talk to nobody. Every time you sit down with somebody, you like, yeah, and she did this and he did that. It's like you're constantly, it's like you're constantly feeding the situation, and to mm-hmm. be where you can be, and, and and to get to the point where you could be at peace with it and say, okay, it happened. It happened. It was very hurtful, but I'm gonna move on because I'm better than that. I'm 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 better than that, and I'm stronger. And what he say, I'm wiser. That when I see certain type of behavior, I already know what that is. So I don't even have to take myself down that route again. Right. And I don't even have and and, and I don't even because you know how some situations you walk in and then you just you know I don't know if you have situations like that, but situations where it's like you walk in and it's like you see a pattern of behavior and you like immediately wow out and it's like you you just like uh-uh no and, and it's like you really blow up and the other person is looking at you like what in the world is wrong with you like you grow out of that where you're not over you know like overreacting you get to a place of peace where i don't i don't deal with that so let me, hey, how you doing? Let me go over here. If you notice a distance, that word you said, communication, if you notice a distance between me and you, let's talk about some things so we, we could be on the right page. And if we not, if we can't be on the right, you know, and I understand that we can't be on the right page, just know that I got to be a little distant from you because certain things I just don't tolerate. Right, right, right. Well, no other callers got nothing to say. No input. This is a good topic. Everybody just listening. <laughs> yeah, they just listening. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Interact with us. We like interaction. Huh? I was telling them, "Come on to interact with us. We like interaction." But you know, again, forgiveness is one of them types of like temptation. Yeah. Everybody not ready. Everybody not everybody not everybody not ready for that. Because that's required, you know, you said you like you said, it's re, it's requiring you to make a change. And and everybody don't everybody don't like change. And and some people when you have to face when you have to sometimes face yourself because the whole process of forgiveness like we, we like we have been discussing is yes, the other person may have hurt you but you still have to recognize sometimes a part you may have played in it or you have to recognize that you're really angry. you really you really angry about it. Because like I say, sometimes when you, when you were talking about the you just shut them off with no communication, mm-hmm. you have to recognize that that say a lot about you too. 
And part of the and part of the reason why they may not want to be around you or deal with you is because of you. It's something you do. Because um, I know we uh, a lot of times they talk about like a woman being a man's piece, and um, and I know we had talked on the show one time when uh, we had when we had Dave on, and we had the men talking. And they right. were saying how you know they want the they they want the you know to want the woman to be their piece, and I know I was guilty before of like well I could call my husband to give him a, a boy a rundown of a thousand things that happened that day, and probably forget to say, are you busy? Uh-huh. Did you have a rough you know are are you know what I'm saying are you busy? Did you have a rough day? Um, you know is it anything that you need from me right now? I'm just calling, uh-huh. laying all my, I'm laying all this heavy stuff on you, but I never once thought that you may have needed to lay something heavy on me. Yeah. And I had to come to terms with, Tina, sometimes you just unload, and you don't even say hello, or you you may forget to say good morning, and that could be irritating, you know, that could become irritating to the other person. And you don't realize, you know, you don't realize the part that you play in the breakdown of the communication. And everybody right, not ready. Right. Everybody not ready. People not ready to uh, what they say to their own self be true. People not ready to be true to themselves. So I'm like, I'm I'm not really bothered by um, not having a lot of callers. This this is a this this is a call to maturity. This is a call to greatness. This is this is a call to to being um, what you say being a higher a higher self, a higher person. Everybody not ready to go up. Some Come people, on like you said, hey, everybody not ready to go up. And some people like being petty. They do. Because it's, it's easy to it's easy to be sarcastic. It's easy to um, argue. It's easy to cuss. It's actually easy to cheat. Because the Bible says, the Bible talks about the prudent and the simple. The prudent person is going to follow God's way. It's not easy, but they're going to do it. But a simple person, they're going to cheat. They're going to lie. They're going to steal. Because it's it's easy to do that. Nobody don't want to hear that, let it go. It's easy to right. hold the grudge because you, you, think it justify, you think it actually justifies your behavior. And it doesn't. Because even then, even even the person on the other side of the situa- situation, the wrongdoer, at some point, you get tired of yourself, and you have to bow down in repentance and own up to. You may not own up to it to that person, but God is. When you say He don't He don't act funny towards you, no, He don't act funny towards you. But what do you think? Uh, all seeing, all knowing God, who you think He? You think He crazy? He know exactly who he know exactly who you are. So when you go to him, you have to go to him, bow down and repenting for every single thing that you've done. Amen. Everybody don't want to be. I'm, I'm serious. Everybody won't. Everybody don't want to be in the face like that. Everybody, what they say uh, when they when they talks about letting our height nor depth nor nakedness. What we talking about is being naked and not clothed off. I'm talking about naked, where like you could see 
right through me. As people, you can't all, you know, you have to give the discernment. You have to give uh, the uh, being a seer, a prophetic person. But God is God is the one that really, truly sees the intention of the heart. And some people, they're afraid because they know that they will never, they don't really want it. They 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 are never really. They know they'll never make it to the kingdom because they know they're a liar in their heart. So this is one of them. To me, this is one of them deep conversations that if you're not trying to grow, you're not gonna listen. You're not gonna listen, and you know, forgiveness is the first step to moving on to the next step when it comes to maturity. Talk to me. It's maturity in your life or maturity in Christ and spirituality, whatever the case may be. Forgiveness is step one. Because whatever it is that you're holding on to, it's sometimes you have to forgive yourself for things that you have done or things that you have said or things that have held you bonded. So forgiveness don't just mean I forgive you. Sometimes forgiveness means I forgive myself. And then Come on now. On there we go. To what's next. Because we can be mad at ourselves sometimes and be feeling a certain kind of way about some of the decisions that we've made and some choices that we've made and things that we've done and things that we said that we maybe regret or whatever. So we hold ourselves, by, you know, captive in our own sin or offense or whatever the case may be. So sometimes it might not be you forgiving somebody else. Sometimes you might have to forgive yourself for the things that you've done or what you know wasn't right and move forward into the next step. But it starts with forgiveness. Yeah. And if you can't do that, you'll never progress to the next level. You'll never mature yes. the way that you need to mature, yes. whether, it's, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's especially with your children, whether it's in church, mm-hmm. whether it's a spiritual walk with God, no matter what it is, if you don't have the foundation set or even don't even want it, because sometimes people have it, they just don't want it, so they don't act on it. You know, that's just like... Amen. I got all the resources that I need before me, but I don't. I choose not to use them. But I complain when certain things don't happen or get done. But who fault is it? I didn't use what I what God was give what was given to me. Right, and we don't understand a lot of times um, unforgiveness. You said unforgiveness. Uh, a, a window to unforgiveness is healing. Yes. Sometimes we don't even understand that having that bad disposition and that extra stress is the root of some of our disease. Girl, come on through or here. Or body hurts. you like, body aching. Like, it's, yeah, it's like, it's the root. It, 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 it's, it's so much, it it causes, you know, being, when you angry, that causes high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And, and the aneurysm for your brain, your brain to explode. Stress. That causes it. You hear me? It causes it. That those, those, that negative energy, and then you know, I was reading where they were saying that like uh, unforgive. They they said possibly that un- unforgiveness was like the root to cancer. And I'm not gonna say it's the root to cancer. You know, it's one of the roots to cancer. I'm not gonna say it's the root to cancer, but I noticed that when a lot of you know, like you go to the doctor and you do the chemotherapy and things like that, and the, and and then it may go away. A lot of people. Instead of like going taking the chemotherapy route, they take like the holistic route, the alternative route. 
where it's like right. they change their diet. They they change their diet. They implement um, meditation, gratitude, and they get on the process of forgiving and get on the process of speaking affirmation and speaking positive. They, they start to change some things about themselves, removing a lot of the negative and replacing it with positive, and those people have been in remission for years. Mhm. And a lot of a lot of a lot of what we go through sometimes deal with that. It 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 causes. I'm not gonna say it causes. It causes it. It will it will call. It will make you more susceptible because the time when you angry, you 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 stressed. You're not feeling well. You might have a headache. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things are a lot of things are, are linked to situations that occur in our life, and it also causes us to like pick up bad habits. Because I could yeah, say like smoking. I could say smoking cigarettes came from being stressed. You know, it came it came from be it came from being stressed, and it also was one of the it was soothing from stressful situations. But then you smoke for you smoke fourteen packs of them a day. Good Lord! You came, you know what I'm saying? You smoke fourteen packs of them a day, or you smoke two packs a day. You can't breathe. So when you go to the doctor, and you find out that you now you got emphysema, or you know you don't you don't put these toxins in your body so long, and you 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 haven't done anything to like clear yourself out or anything. You didn't do nothing but just fill your body with a whole bunch of toxins. So when they start to take root somewhere and all of a sudden, you know, you you, you got throat cancer, you got mouth cancer, the Surgeon General warning on the box tell you that. And if you start smoking them because of a situation in your life, you kind of cause your own problem a little bit because, just as easy as it is to dwell in it, that's how easy it is to let it go, too. We say it's hard, but if you don't want to be bothered with it, you can let it go. Now, that's true. But, I mean, not just smoking. That's drinking. That's drugs. Any, any kind of Everything. bad habit that you feel like makes you feel better from or helps or you seen. escape. Mm-hmm. Any kind of fornication, whatever, you know, whatever you think you gravitate to to help you forget about what it is that you're angry, upset about, or what it is that you're dealing with, what you're stressing about, things of that nature. Well, that key word, what you feel and to communicate your feelings about, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. But it, it makes you... <laughs> Cause, but you know the, the the funny thing is there's so many things that's tied to forgiveness that people don't truly understand, and it's not just about forgiveness. It's so much more to it than that. And when we choose not to make the right choices, there are so many other. There's so much negativity tied to. Not forgiving. There's so many, so many different levels of anxiety attached to 
not forgiving. It makes you say, after you done been angry for 10 years, <laughs> dang, I wasted all this time and all this energy for what? Like, what was truly, was it worth it? What was the benefit in not forgiving yourself or not forgiving someone else? What was truly mm-hmm. the benefit of that? And then the flip side of that is, was it worth it? Was it worth it? Was you walking around angry and mad and ticked off and not communicating, not talking, frustrated with, with individuals or with even with yourself, was it worth it? Was it worth being mm-hmm. in that? You wasted so much time. No, you did. I, you, and, we, and we do I, all the I, time. We waste, we, when I tell you we waste so much time, like the, all that energy you gave to being mad at that person and every argument that you gave, you could have been loving, you know, you could have been loving on the next person, you know, loving on the next person, enjoying life, taking a walk, going to the park, smell, what they say, smelling the roses, you know, spending time with your children, um, laughing. You know, you could have been laughing, but you was arguing. And you don't really, you don't, you don't realize that then. And, one thing I can say with unforgiveness is it distorts your, it distorts the way you view things. Everything is bad now. Everything is bad. So you're like, okay, well, I didn't have a good communication with, I didn't have good communication with my mom, so all women are bad. Uh, or all, you know, I don't respect no older woman. I'm not gonna listen to nothing, nothing they say. If my mama can't tell me nothing, then neither can I. But you, you that that distortion causes you to miss out on the very woman that can mentor you because sometimes we we get it twisted when it comes to our parents. Our parents' job is to love us, to guide us, and, and help us to be able to stand on our own two feet. But they busy working and taking care of things. They're not going to always be there to do certain things because it's some things I can, and I can, you know, I can't speak for nobody else, but I can say in my own life, it's some things that I've got from other women that I wasn't going to get from my mom. It wasn't for my mom to give me. It was it was with nuggets of wisdom of the people that I was I was around, like working in higher education. Some tips about being an administrator in the, you know, in the, in being a teacher, being a mentor, you get that from people in the field. You get, yeah, you know, even, a- you know, like my mom. My mom plays a very key part in my life in ministry with her knowledge, with her knowledge of the Word of God. But that's what she was supposed to do. You know, that's that's the job that she was, you know, for me, where I am in my life now at 37, that was my mom's job. My mom was to teach me the word of God, keep me in the word of God. If it was things I didn't know how to do, help me find it. You know, she's doing her, she's doing her job, but in some areas of my life that she wasn't in it, she didn't experience it, so she couldn't help me. Am I mad at her about it? Absolutely not. Okay. I got what I got. Why you know I saw wise. I got wise counsel, so I'm better for it. And had I continued, to, if, if I would have taken that mindset of not being open and willing to learn and just holding that with me, it would be so much that I would have missed out on. 
my, from having a distorted view. And we don't we don't really see that like let it go, move on, get better, go higher. Yes, 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 yes. Forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. So honestly, Sister Tina, do you have anything or anyone or any including yourself that you need to forgive? Anyone out there that you need to forgive or Yes. Forgive yes. yourself about something. Um, both. Like, um, I know right now, my sister and I, we haven't talked in a while, and there's some things that I did, and there's, you know, there are some things that I know I did, and then there are some things that I have no clue about, like a little bit of her anger, you know, or her her view towards it. And, okay. And like I said, in this season, like a little bit with my family, I really have been seeking, I have really have been seeking the Lord and asking him to show me, show me, one, show me me, so that way I can understand. Because a lot of times we we think we think how we think, and we don't see how that can affect another person. And... I been I just been asking him to show me and 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 to help and forgive me and then to help me forgive the other person and that in his time I asked him that in his time when he saw fit that he would he would make an opportunity for us to sit down and have a talk and make amends because at the end of the day that's my sister I love her I I wouldn't trade her for nothing in the world and I, you know, I, I would love to, I would love to have that relationship back functioning right. So it's, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Keep on working on it. Give it to God. Pray I'm about working, it. You do your I'm, part. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You do your part because and watch God work. Mm-hmm. That and, and you know the truth is, that's that's all I can do. That that is really like all I could do right now because it is some hurtful, you know, it's some hurtful things that have gone on. And and when I tell you, I got every right to be mad. You hear me? Every right to yeah. just like, yeah. I give you, I give you a piece of my little old man right now. But is it worth it? When you ask, was it worth? Is it worth it or was it worth it? No, it's not. Because I'm the one who don't get to talk to their sister. I'm the one who, you know, I don't have a lunch buddy. I don't have a um a movie date or a um talk on the phone. And is it that serious? No, it's not. It's really just miscommunication, miscommunication and a misunderstanding and I could be mature enough to, you know, when when God makes it makes it available I'm I'm mature enough to just say I'm sorry. I'm sorry for I'm sorry for what I did. We can't go back in the past. Let's move forward and let's make memories from here. Let's 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 move forward. Because I have nieces, nephews, you know what I'm saying? I have nieces, nephews, I have a brother in law, like I have a family. Yes. So I'm well, I'm praying. I'm going to pray <laughs> for you. In your sister's relationship, because I have a sister. Amen. Thank you. 
And she's my only sister, and we didn't always see eye to eye, and we didn't always have the perfect or the best relationship. We had times in our lives where we didn't talk, we didn't speak, and that was something that I prayed about all the time, that God gives um, us the opportunity to get it right, you know, and he's my best friend. We talk about any and everything, our kids. You know, to get to get together and do family dinners and get together and hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, our husbands are getting very close and developing a tight bond and things of that nature. So I understand what it is and how it feels to miss that, to miss that that mm-hmm. closeness or to miss that that friendship. Because you can have female friends and you can have other women in your life that you call a friend, but there is nothing like a sister. Um, and when Amen. you have a godbrother with a sister. You know, we ain't going to always get it right. So I, I stand with you this evening that you and your sister will get it right. It'll come back, and it'll come back stronger than it's ever been, and you two will mend that relationship and be the best of friends that God has called for you two to be. So I trust and believe that everything will be okay because my sister and I are okay. <laughs> Amen. Well, I and let me say thank you, and, and yes, you, yes, you can pray. And sometimes we have, I believe, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to stand on it. Sometimes maybe maybe this show is for me. <laughs> and I'm okay with it, and I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with that. And I thank God again for having you in my life to speak life into my situation. So I pre- I appreciate you. Yes, most definitely. That's what we're here for, that to help. One another. That's the purpose of of us getting on here um, every Monday and talking to the people. Is to have those difficult conversations and and have those what my grandmama used to call "come to Jesus" moments. Um, where sometimes we just have to turn the mirror on ourselves and look at ourselves and yes. figure out what we need to do different or what we can do better to better ourselves to continue to kingdom build. Um, because at the end of the day, we have to do this together. We have to do this together, and we have to remember that God is watching. And there's going yes. to be a day where we're going to be judged on what we did and how we did it, what we said, and how we said it. And if it wasn't right, did we try to make the effort to fix it? Absolutely. Well, so, yeah. whenever you're ready. I'm sorry. Go ahead, huh? No, I said whenever you're ready to pray. Okay. Well, we, are we closing out? Uh, yeah, we we could close. We could close out. Okay. And say our right final on. thoughts after you. And say our final thoughts after you pray. All right. Well, God, we come to you this evening. We want to first say thank you. We want to thank you for your thank grace you, and your mercy, for we are not worthy. We want to thank you for this opportunity to be able to speak to your people. Um, giving us this platform to discuss the things that's not always easy to discuss. Lord, we ask you to yes, protect, Lord. continue to keep your hands over our families, continue to keep your hands over us. Um, guide us, Lord. Guide us so that we are continue to kingdom build, continue to yes, plant the seeds, Thank you, Lord. Lord, and then you continue to nourish those seeds that are being planted. We can't do it alone, Lord, and we thank you um, for giving us what we need to to help along the way. Uh, we're not perfect, Lord, by a long shot, but we are here to try to help ourselves along with other ones 
to just try to get it right, just one more time, just one more day, yes, just one Lord. more hour to, to, to seek you, Lord, as we should see. I'm praying for Sister Tina and her sister. I pray, Lord, that you touch uh, men that situation, Lord. Bring those two women back together. They were born um, into the same family. They're sisters, Lord, um, parent-wise as well as um, daughters in your eyes. Um, we all know that yes, as being human. We make mistakes. We say things we shouldn't say. We do things that we shouldn't do. And sometimes it's not always easy yes, to say, Lord. I'm sorry. It's not always easy to say, I apologize. It's not always easy to humble ourselves um, before you as well as others, Lord, when we do wrong. But I'm asking you to, to just touch, Lord, touch, work, move in a mighty way, Lord. Bring those sisters back together to where it don't even have to be a conversation had. Just a love and strong embrace. Um, sometimes Amen. things don't need yes, to be Lord. said. What's understood don't need to be explained, Lord. We are trusting and believing that you will make that situation all right. We want to thank you for our listeners, Lord. Continue to grow this platform so that we can continue to reach and build your kingdom. We know it's going yes, to be a Lord. process, Lord, and we are committed to that process. Sister Tina and I are committed to doing your work, Lord, because that's what this is all about. Yes, Lord. At the end of the day. Yes, Lord. Uh, we ask you to protect us from dangerous seen and unseen. Guide us from one day to the next, Lord. Um, if you see fit, we'll be back again next week, Lord. We ask all Amen. these things in your yes, name. Amen. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. And my final thoughts for tonight. Well, now let me tell you, I thank you. Thank you for that. To God be the glory. Yes. My final thought my final thoughts are tonight is forgive yourself, let it go and free the other person and receive God's peace. Receive yes. his peace. And when you forgive others, your heavenly father is sure, sure to forgive you. Those are my final thoughts. Your final thoughts? That that's a hey, I, I second that I, I piggyback <laughs> off of that. You can't say it no better than that. Um, forgiveness is God. Love is God, and our duty Amen. and our responsibility is to live according to His word. So you know when you have those days that you are struggling, those days. We don't know if you are coming and going, whether you're battling with yourself or battling with somebody else. Just take a back, turn the mirror on yourself, look in the mirror and say, is God pleased? Ask yourself that question in everything that you do in life. And if you can stand there and say no, we have to correct ourselves. There is nothing wrong with correction. There's nothing wrong with correcting ourselves. There's nothing wrong with someone else correcting us. And as soon as we get in a position to be open and receive what it is that other individuals are trying to give to us as well as what God is trying to show us in the things that we do, we will be able to get a whole lot further in this world. Forgiveness is attached to a lot of things. Start with your forgiveness and everything else will grow from there. Be blessed. Um, pray much. And everything else will be all right. <laughs> now, amen to that. I like we get down to the heart of the matter. So yes. tell me you have a ble- you have you hear me? We have a blessed yes. evening and and continue to follow uh continue to follow us on Facebook. Um I'm Tina Gray Reed and that's Tamara Nicole Sinclair. Continue to follow us on Facebook. Um I am still posting the uh prayer quotes for the day and I'll share them to Tamara, so continue to follow us and We'll see you back next week. You have a good evening.
Y'all have a good evening. Good night. Bye-bye.